Activia offers a range of yogurts which are a delicious way to look after your gut health. From the fruit range with carefully selected ingredients to no added sugar and 0% fat offering, as well as a cereals range, there's an Activia for everyone. Made with a unique blend of five ferments creating an irresistibly creamy texture, each pot of Activia is a source of calcium, making it the perfect addition to your daily routine. Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, ho, 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 it is Christmas. Well, it's nearly Christmas, and it's time for a Christmas Top Tips Survival episode. We're going to teach you all the tips and tools that I can to get you through this festive period in the healthiest way possible. And don't worry, that does not mean boring. That does not mean you can't have a drink and you can't have a second course of Christmas dinner. But what it does mean is that we want to get you through it as healthily as possible. So that unlike so many people, when we hit the new year, you don't feel exhausted from all the socializing, all the dinners and parties, if we're allowed to have dinners and parties, uh, that norm that normally people do because they hit the new year and they are exhausted from an exceptionally busy festive period. So get your pen and paper out, don the Christmas jumper and join me for 10 really simple tips to bring you through this festive season as healthily as we possibly can. And tip number one, If you've listened to the show over the course of this year and the last couple of years, you'll know tip number one is a big one for me from any time of year, but particularly at Christmas. And it is planning out your week and planning out your schedule. Planning is really important for health at any stage of your health kick, whether it's at Christmas, whether it's in January, it all comes back to planning. Failing to plan is planning to fail. So if you don't have a plan to get through the festive season, we know that you're at an increased risk of weight gain, of reducing your training capacity, of just decreasing your health generally. So get your diary out, map out each week. When are you going to go out? When are you going to exercise? When are you going to get the food shop done? When are you going to do whatever it may be? Plan it. And when it comes to the planning, make sure there's healthy activities in there. That's really, really, really important. Schedule in your run, schedule in your walk or your gym session or whatever it may be. By planning out your week, you're more likely to stay healthy and be healthy. So take out the diary, schedule in all the healthy stuff, schedule in all the unhealthy stuff, but make sure you plan it out. From my own perspective, it's one of the key tools I've learned from the last 22 years from my own health. When I plan my diary, I'm healthier. It's that simple and it's that important. It's a very simple tool, but so few people actually do it. So tip number one is all about planning. Tip number two is keep tracking and keep challenging yourself. So by tracking, I mean, depending on your health and what you do, you may track your distance each week. You might track your calories. You might track your food that you eat. Well, just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that it has to change. So keep tracking whatever aspect of your health that you track. So if it is a you know weighing in, if it's resting heart rate, if it's a waistline measurement, the same schedule applies once a week, same time, same day. If you're tracking calories or using a food diary system like my fitness pal or old school, just even writing it down, keep writing it down. Even if it's bad, it's the wrong word, but even if it's full of alcohol and full of things it shouldn't be, just keep writing it. It's that whole consistency is really, really important. If you are weighing in, keep that weighing going. Keep making a note of it. 
And, you know, we've used it before and used this tool before, which is that accountability component of it. Send it to somebody. Make a deal with a friend, with a colleague, with someone you trust before Christmas, that you'll be each other's accountability partner. You will send them your food diaries, your way in, whatever it may be, and they can send theirs to you. By having that accountability, again, you're forward planning. You're keeping yourself motivated when things get tough. And that accountability is a really, really good way to do it. Something myself and a couple of my own friends do over the course of pretty much every Christmas period is we put a challenge in place. So it could be 100 kilometers in December to run, walk or cycle. Nice little challenge, keeps us focused, keeps us motivated. And whoever jumps into the challenge puts 50 euro in. And for the person who does the most mileage, they get the pot. Now, obviously, we share it that back out generally most of the time. But what we're doing there is we're putting a challenge in place to help us get through the time. So that challenge is a really simple way to keep yourself going, keep yourself motivated and to keep yourself focused. And you can even do it for charity if you want. It doesn't really matter. The idea is that you sign up to something to get you through that really tough time frame. So keep on tracking, but keep challenging yourself too and create a challenge to do if you haven't got one to work towards over the course of December. And it's a really good way to keep healthy. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see every couple of months I put a challenge up and we will have one for December too with some really simple challenges that you can do, such as a distance-based one or you know, you know other nicer ones like random act of kindness every single day or simple little challenges like that. But a health-based kick or a health-based challenge is a lovely way to get through December. Number three is a nice one. It's about resting up. We've had a phenomenally busy year, exceptionally busy. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. It's been a really busy year from a work perspective, from every perspective. And of course, we've got the added stress of COVID. So we're all burnt out or very, very close to burnt out. And December is a lovely time to rest up a little bit. We get a little bit of extra time off over Christmas and we can just let the body relax. And you know what happens when you have a break coming. Your body naturally gets more and more tired. Uh, You know, you get more coughs, colds, flus, all of that when you know you have a break coming up. So be aware of that. If you have some time off scheduled, be aware of the fact that chances are you'll become more and more tired the closer you are to that time off. And if that's the case, well, then let the body rest. Let the body recover. And I'll say something very odd now. I'm going to say, have that lion. Have a duvet day for a couple of hours. Stay in bed, watch a box set, watch a movie. Just allow the body time to rest, to recover. Because in some respects, December for lots of people can be that kind of time where you get to do that. So don't fight it. And you'll know how you feel coming into the festive period. You know when you have the time off and how you feel if it's tired, really, really tired. Well, then rest the body up, decrease the exercise and just have a lion, sleep more, have that power nap during the day. Again, exceptionally powerful if you can get if you can get into it. We, we had a, a racer in Ireland a couple of years ago and we had to train ourselves to sleep for kind of 10 and 20 minute periods uh, over the course of the day. And really powerful in terms of the recharge element of it and the the sense of wellness from it. So put those naps in. And they used to be things for kind of, you know, that your grandparents might do of of a busy day, but actually they're very powerful for helping the body to replenish, helping the body to recover and helping the body to rest. So extra sleep, nap days in uh, to the diary and into your day as much as you possibly can and use it as a time to recharge and rest as much as it is a time to socialize and to, uh, to catch up with people as well. Tip number four is about nominating the days where that you know they're going to be exceptionally busy from a social perspective, from an alcohol perspective, and from a food perspective. So December shouldn't be a free-for-all for two weeks or for one week where you eat everything in sight and drink everything in sight. Because, well, that's not healthy either. 
And again, if you listen to the show over the course of the last year or so, you'll know that we, we, we kind of chat about fad diets and quick fixes and extremes and, you know, that all or nothing approach, whether it's to clean eating, which is a word I really don't like. It, 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 clean eating does nothing for me as a word. It's, it's, it's another faddy concept of eating really clean and not eating anything else. It's an extreme. And having December or Christmas as that extreme where I'm going to have everything is another extreme. And what we aim to look for is balance. So again, from my own perspective, out of two or three nights out over the course of Christmas where I'll nominate them as days where, yeah, I will have more alcohol than normal. I will have more food than normal. But you know what? That's absolutely cool because that's balance. So it might be two days or three days as opposed to every day. And that's important. And also on those days then, so the days that you know, like Christmas Day, for example, for myself, I love Christmas dinner. I absolutely love it. Uh, I, I made it one year and I was exhausted by the end of it, but I, I'm, I'm far happier to sit back and eat it. It is, oh, oh, the stuffing and the potatoes and the, oh yeah, delicious. But what I'll do that morning is I'll know that I'll have a day where I will be drinking more than normal. I'll definitely be having more food than normal. And there'll be chocolate macados, which are my kind of go-to, or chocolate Kimberleys. Oh, yeah. they're my kind of go-to treat in around Christmas time. I think they only make them at Christmas time because I only ever, I only ever buy them around then. But I'll go out for a good run that morning. Sometimes a long run that morning if I have time. Because A, it clears my head, B, it's fresh air, and C, it just preps me up for the day. And it's not a, uh, it's not a guilt prep. It's not, a pre- it's not prepping in terms of calories or anything like that. It's just I enjoy it. But I come back in, I feel really good. I've worked up a really good appetite. I get a, good, get a shower and, you know, don the Christmas clothes, and you feel really good for the day. So on those days that you know you are going to be eating and drinking more, get some exercise in earlier in the day. Nominate those days as, as excess days in terms of, you know, food and drink, but also for a plan and get some exercise in around those days too. Okay, everything sound okay so far? Not too scary? Well, I hope not. The fifth one in terms of tips is your sleep routines. We talked about it earlier in terms of rest. Getting extra rest is perfectly fine, but be aware and conscious of your sleep routine too. If we've learned anything from uh, experts over the course of the last couple of years when it comes to sleep is that we like our sleep routines to be fairly consistent. So one big lie in, for example, if you're really tired, a one nap during the day if you're really tired won't throw everything out of sync altogether. But ideally, keep roughly into your sleep routine, roughly as much as you can in terms of the time you wake up and in terms of the time you go to bed. Now, that may change a little bit, obviously, if you're out at a party or something like that. But generally, keep to that sleep rhythm and that sleep routine as much as you possibly can, because it does make a big difference to your sleep health. And that can be important. Yes, top it up at naps. And yes, top it up at the odd lion if you need to. Ideally, keep to that rhythm. We all know, you all know if you have children, if you're listening in, if, they, if you change their sleep cycle or change their sleep rhythm, it can throw everything for weeks on end. And as adults, we're exactly the same. But we sometimes forget that in terms of sleep cycles and, and circadian rhythms and things like that. So keep that sleep routine as much as you possibly can, especially at the weekends. Don't, you know, just don't throw it too much. Because if you do, getting it back on track can be quite, quite difficult. And that is important too. One final tip in terms of sleep from a food and alcohol perspective, which is this. The last drink before bed is always water. Two years ago, we did an epidoctor Dr. Sylvie Dunn all around the hangover and how a healthy hangover had to manage it. And her tip was exactly that, that the last drink before you get to bed should always be a glass of water. If it's a heavy night, diorolite will make a big difference too, or something like that in terms of electrolytes, in terms of reducing the impact of the hangover in the morning. Folks, as always, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Health. The Christmas jumper is on. We're in Santa mode and we're about surviving Christmas on this week's show. 
simple tips so far. They always are when we do top tip episodes. It's the reason people enjoy them so much. It's not rocket science. It's very simple tips that work from experience and from a life and a, and, a, and a job over the course of the last 22 years where I've learned all this stuff, both personally in terms of myself, but also with clients I haven't worked with people. These are the kind of tips that make a big difference to their health. Tip number six is all around events. So actually, you'll be surprised to hear this, but there's lots of different things going on in the month of December in terms of events. So why not schedule some of those into your diary? And we all know the classic ones, like there's a gold mile or there's the Christmas Day swim and they're all cool. But actually, there's lots of other stuff too. So if you have a look at the Run Ireland website, you'll see all the 5Ks or 10Ks or half marathons that are on over the course of December. What a lovely way to fit some active stuff in. So do an event. And events are a great way to stay focused. You'll always run harder, train harder in an event than you will when you're training or running on your own. You get a medal afterwards, you get a t-shirt, what's not to love. It's a lovely way to get through December. So have a look at runireland.com or Active Europe and have a look around and see what events are on in your area and what you can do. Because it is a great way to stay focused and schedule them in. Park runs, from what I know, will go consistently every single Saturday over the course of Christmas too. Again, a lovely way to stay fit. Those 5Ks on a Saturday morning, a lovely way to brush off the cobwebs. And again, it's about that consistency. It's keeping yourself consistent all the way through and events are a great way to make that happen. Tip number seven is applying that kind of 80-20 rule. We kind of talked about it earlier a little bit too, but this focuses on it even more. That 80-20 approach to health is about balance. It's about being good most of the time and having the odd treat. And that applies even over the course of December from a food perspective, from a movement perspective, from a resting perspective, aiming for balance. So for example, every now and again at Christmas, we get a couple of clients who touch base wanting to work with us in the month of December. A lot of the time, we'll sit down and say, look, this is not necessarily the thing you need to do because is it going to improve your health in the long term? Chances are no, because it's a very difficult time to apply a balanced approach to health. And then sometimes you meet people who, who do that all or nothing approach, and that's not good either. So to get through December healthily, apply that 80-20 rule across all the different aspects of health, and that's how you do it. It's good most of the time and the odd treat. And it's a really good way to approach your health at any time of the year, but especially also in December too, because it stops you from going too far one way or too far the other. It's applying that lovely balance approach all the way through. Tip number eight, often around now, people think of, okay, New Year's resolutions. There there we go. I said it. I know it's the beginning of uh, December, but actually we see it again with our clients. They're beginning to flag, I'd like to do this. I'd like to, to do this. These are my New Year's resolutions. This is what I'm going to do. Therefore, I'm going to eat and drink everything in sight before January comes. And then January, I'm a new person. I've got resolutions. I've got goals. I have things that I'm going to do because it's January and it's going to be great. I'm going to flip that in its head and I'm going to say, no, New Year's resolutions. Because January doesn't change everything. So what it does there is people go crazy in December and then in January, they go crazy in the opposite direction. So let's not do that. Let's sit down today and apply three really simple goals for December. Three really simple things listening in there. That If I was sitting down with you in person, having this chat, having this discussion, what three things are you going to tell me that you're going to do to be healthier in December? What are your December resolutions? One, two, and three. That's it. Then make those visual. Put them somewhere where you can see them. So I'm at my desk. I work here pretty much all day. Uh, we haven't gone back into the studio yet, both in terms of work and in terms of PT, but also in terms of the podcast, as my fabulous team will tell you. Uh, 
But while I'm here, I surround myself with stuff that I see. So for example, my diary is here in front of me. I see that every day in terms of my to-do list. At the start of my diary, I'll have three simple goals every single year for health and three simple goals every single year for business. I see them each day. It gives me a reason to get out of bed. It gives me a reason to get over my nerves or my anxiety when it comes to presenting or when it comes to talking to big groups or even presenting on the podcast. The reason I want to do the podcast is I want to tell as many people as possible about health. So the fact that I'm nervous or anxious or, you know, my stammer might come out while I'm talking doesn't really get, doesn't really matter because of the fact that I've got a goal. So by making your goals visual, so those three simple goals for December that you want to do, put them somewhere you're going to see them. Don't hide them away. Put them on the fridge. Put them in the car. Put them at your desk. Put them, for me, they're in my diary. Put them wherever you want to. They are going to be your, your mission statements to get through December and then into the, the new year. So they're not resolutions like January 1. There's three simple ways that you're going to be healthier, that you're going to commit to, to having a really healthy December. And make it visual, put it somewhere you can see it. And when you tick them off, pat yourself on the back, give yourself a reward. For me, it might be a book or very sadly, water bottles. I have a thing for sports water bottles randomly. I don't know why. Small little rewards though are important. So set a goal, hit that goal reward. And that's that cycle of health in terms of getting through tough months like December. It's a really easy way to do it. Number nine is that, and it's actually something we do here, that uh, we use it as a really good month to declutter. So when we put the tree up, for example, we declutter all the stuff that we know in the attic that we don't really want. So December can be a great month because sometimes we got we have more time off, we have more time to think, prep, plan. And by decluttering, that spring clean effect, we know when kind of generally when March kicks in, people are spring cleaning everything and it feels invigorating and exciting and enticing and well. Well, in December, it's actually a lovely time to do it too. So declutter when you have more time off, spend it looking at your desk, look at your office. For example, here, this is my office. I've got a bookcase over here that you can't see. I declutter that about once every four or five weeks because it just piles up of stuff and I organize it and I feel good. And I feel well. Now, I do have a touch of OCD, absolutely. But actually, it makes me feel really good. My fridge, which I've become phenomenally famous for over the course of the last couple of months, uh, I organize that every night. I go back to it and actually organize all the containers in kind of, you know, kind of, you know, in a, in a height order because it looks nice. And it's about controlling the controllables. And, you know, we're going to chat to Helen Vaughan next week about how to get through Christmas. And she talks about this too, that it's about controlling simple things that you can. So decluttering aspect is great. Declutter anywhere that you're spending time, your car, your bedroom, your office, uh, your fridge, your cupboards, your attic, whatever, because it feels good. And in terms of getting through December healthily, what we're trying to do is we're trying to feel good. And it's a really simple way to do it. Tip number 10 is this. It's been a rough year. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, we're all trying to juggle everything. Uh, at one stage, we were all locked in and locked down, and we were told we couldn't do this, this, and this, and that was actually somewhat easier because we had rules and guidelines. Then we were kind of gradually reopened and told that we could pretty much do whatever we want. Now we're in kind of a hybrid of the two that we don't really know what to do and we don't, don't really know what we should do, so we're all just kind of doing whatever we think is the right thing to do. And that's actually quite stressful because we're trying to match the, the life you've got used to for nearly two years so that new life whereas we can move around more um, juggling children juggling families juggling work is really difficult so I would say that December it's a time to to celebrate 
And it's a time to celebrate in a few different levels. One is obviously family. Uh, it's all, it, you know, that the Christmas effect is all around the family effect. Friends. Um, but it's also time to celebrate yourself in terms of you've got through it. Uh, we, we, we've conquered these really tough years. So put a little bit of time aside for, uh, for you, first of all, and celebrate the fact that we've done it. And that celebration could be a walk on the beach. It could be a walk in the park. It could be having a couple of hours off to yourself. For mine, it's going to be climbing Lugnaquilla at some stage over the course of the next three weeks when I get a little bit of time off. I haven't been up there for about two years because life's been rather busy. Uh, that's going to be my day of celebration. So you know what? I've had a good year. I've worked really hard this year. We've got through all the trials and tribulations that have faced us. I'm going to go climb Lugnaquilla on my ownio and just look at nature for the day. That's my thing. But it is important to celebrate, to have that, that sense of celebration. Okay. And, and on your own level and then on a friendship or, 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 or family level as well. But to ensure that you don't forget yourself because it is really, really important to pat yourself on the back and say, you know what, we have got through this. And yes, it's been challenging and yes, it's been difficult, but we've survived. Now, enough preaching from me. These top tips episodes are really popular. People love to listen. They love to watch. And I suppose from my own perspective, on behalf of my team, from Tabitha, from Mary, from Gav, thank you so much for tuning in to all the episodes that we do. We're over 200 episodes. We're aiming for 5 million listens by the end of this year. I ask for myself, all I want for Christmas is a few more reviews on iTunes. That would make me very, very, very happy. So if you do like what you're listening to, don't forget to rate and review on iTunes and to send the episode on to a friend because we really do appreciate every single listen that we get. We're phenomenally hardworking as a team. I have the easy job. I very much front and talk and do my thing. But the team behind the scenes that you just don't see, uh, both in the independent and in Leia Healthcare, they do so much work behind the scenes. So thank you so much for listening on behalf of all of us. Most importantly of all, happy December. We really hope you enjoyed today's Top Tips episode. As ever, we are back next week for more Real Health. You know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram, realhealth.independent.ie. And we're back next week for more Real Health. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you very, very soon. Slong of Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.